Hallelujah. Shall we pray? We give thanks to you, Almighty Father, for your grace and your mercies which have brought us this far. It is by you, O God, that we are alive this morning. I want to acknowledge you. And we invite your Holy Spirit into our gathering this morning. Come, O Lord, be with us, speak to our hearts, instruct us in your ways, cause our eyes to see clearly. And may we embrace and take hold of the truth in the name of Jesus. Amen. Let's please take our seats. Praise the Lord. This morning, um, can you hear me? This morning we want to continue where we, Pastor was teaching uh, last week. So let's please um, turn in our Bibles to the book of Romans chapter 12. Hallelujah. Let's read from the from verse one. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service or your reasonable worship. Verse two. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Amen. Amen. So, we were learning from verse 2 where it says that do not be conformed to this world. And Pastor explained to us that that's talking about there's a certain mold that the world wants you to fit into. The world wants you to become a certain way. The world wants you to see God a particular way. The world wants you to relate to God a particular way. So the world will make fun of you and mock you because of your faith. Because the world doesn't place value on what you believe. And so it's like you don't fit. It's like you you are not part of the system. So pressure comes on you to attempt to change you to fit what the world thinks you should be. And this pressure is so great that we must all be aware that there's something pressing you trying to change your shape. And it shows up in different areas of your life. Hallelujah. Amen. It's not only pressing you from one direction. But different directions to get you to change your mind about God. Hallelujah. Amen. Because when you change your mind about God, you will accept some things that the world says 
is good. And so the Bible tells us and continues and says that, but rather be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Hallelujah. Amen. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Hallelujah. Amen. So, for example, the world wants us to believe that if you pay your tithe, you are a fool. Right? Or that, but the money itself is not enough for me. Why should you take one tenth of it and go and give it to your church? Do you understand? Or me, myself, I have not built my house. Why should I give money to the church project? Doesn't that make sense? Hallelujah. Amen. So the world is pressing you. And the Bible says that your deliverance is in you changing your mind through a certain process. And in this, in the verse we are reading, verse two, it says that transformed, right? And and that's the word that Pastor focused on last time, all right? That that word transformed there, the Greek word used, is the word that we use. The equivalent of that word is what we use in English to describe the changes that take place in insects when they go from an egg. To a full adult. So likewise, the Bible says that you are born of God's seed. Hallelujah. Amen. So you began as an egg. Hallelujah. A seed. And there's a process of transformation that you must go through. In order to come into the fullness of who God intends you to be. Hallelujah. We serve a God who values process. We are usually only concerned with the end result. So when God brought Israel out of bondage in Egypt, the Bible says that there was a short way that they could have taken to get to the promised land. But the Bible says that God took them on a long route. Where they have to pass through the sea without a boat. Where they have to deal with lack of water and lack of food. Where they will deal with snakes and other, other creatures in the wilderness. And why was that important? So they will learn to trust God. Hallelujah. Because it is only in trusting God that your glory will be revealed. 
It was only when Israel put their faith in God that they could cross through the Red Sea without a boat and they could go to a place like Jericho and defeat them despite their fortifications and their defenses. Hallelujah. Amen. So our media team is projecting a picture of the different stages. So the egg, can you see the egg? And the caterpillar, that's the next stage. And then the pupa or the chrysalis. And then the full butterfly. Hallelujah. And there's something very interesting about these stages. In a typical insect or butterfly, the egg may remain an egg for about a week. The caterpillar, the, sorry, the caterpillar stage may take a few weeks. Maybe two to five weeks. Hallelujah. Amen. The pupa stage takes about two weeks. So that's what one plus. Let's use the longest. Uh, period for the caterpillar, which is five weeks. So one week for the egg, five weeks for the caterpillar, two weeks for the pupa. That's what one plus five plus two is what? Eight weeks. Hallelujah. Amen. The typical butterfly lives about one month. Hallelujah. Amen. Are you getting a certain picture? Sure? <laughs> so all this long process what you see is that the process to bring the beautiful butterfly out it actually usually takes longer than the length the butterfly gets to live and show that it's a butterfly praise the lord hallelujah hallelujah amen but we'll, we'll get into these details very soon so you were born of god's seed and pastor explained to us last week that the caterpillar stage when the caterpillar comes from the egg all it does is it eats and it, it increases in size by almost 50 times. Hallelujah. Amen. So it's always eating because it needs to grow. It has to reach a certain size by a certain time. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So in the same way, when we are born again, we must eat. Hallelujah. Amen. And we must eat voraciously. We must eat as if 
That is the only important thing to us in the world. And the food that we must eat is the Bible says that as newborn babes desire what? The sincere milk of the word of God that you may grow thereby. Hallelujah. Amen. So, when after we become born again, what is appointed for us is that we consume the word of God as if Hallelujah. Because that will enlarge the capacity of your spirit. Hallelujah. Amen. So what does it mean that you should eat? It means you must receive God's word. Hallelujah. You must receive it. It means that you must what? You must believe it. Because it is only the way that you believe that will be of value to you. When you don't believe, you don't act on something. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So, believing the way that comes to you is like digesting the food. So that it becomes part of you. Because what you believe becomes part of you. Hallelujah. Amen. And when you eat food and it doesn't become part of your body, what happens? It just comes out. But if you must grow, the growth is coming from the food that you are eating that is being added to your body. Hallelujah. Amen. Are you following? Today we are doing science. Alright? As, as you you are here in your glory, right? It is not air that has made you this big. It is the food you have been eating. Portions of that food remained inside your body. And your body kept increasing in size. Hallelujah. Amen. So you must you must receive God's word, you must believe it. And you must act it out. Hallelujah. Amen. You must act it out. So to Swanamon. Bible says that don't just be a hearer of God's word, but a doer as well. Hallelujah. Amen. James is that one twenty-two or so. So receive God's word, believe God's word, and Act on the word of God that you have believed. You see, everybody who is sitting down, the reason you are sitting is because you believe that chair can hold your weight. If you had seen that the chair was damaged, you would have moved it and taken another one. And the reason is that you don't believe that that broken chair or that damaged chair can hold your weight. Hallelujah. Amen. So in different areas of life, God sends his word to us and our responsibility is to what? Receive it, 
believe it, act on it. Hallelujah. Amen. So God sends his word to you regarding living a holy life. God sends word to you regarding becoming a prayerful person. God sends his word to you regarding deliverance from demonic oppression. God sends his word to you regarding how you should serve him. In different aspects of life, God sends his word to you and our responsibility is to what? Receive it, believe it, act on it. Because as you do, you will begin to grow bigger. Hallelujah. Amen. You, will be, you begin to do what? To grow bigger. Your capacity will increase. Your capacity will increase. You will begin to notice that some habits that you are struggling with, you, you won't even realize when you stopped. Because as you grew, it broke off. Hallelujah. That thing that had tied you as your body, your, you got bigger and your strength increased, it broke off. So, we have this responsibility to grow. And it is something that must happen quickly. Hallelujah. Amen. As in, it's something that we should not postpone. We should not be sluggish about it. There's an English word that is used in the Bible a lot. The word is slothful. Slothful. S-L-O-T-H-F-U-L. And that word is from an animal that is called a sloth. S-L-O-T-H. So, so, slothful means you are like a sloth. Right. Slothful means you are full of. It's like a sloth is inside you. you, you and the interesting thing about this animal, the sloth, is that it does everything in its own time. So a sloth can die of hunger with food in its mouth because it takes its time to chew the food, to swallow it. So scientists have found sloths which have died of starvation with food in the <laughs> And most sloths are covered with all kinds of insects and so on because the way they don't move fast, anything can just land on them and start living there. So on their body, it's like a forest. 
any pedrian as a so when God says, do not, oh, okay, they've given us a picture. Uh, you, you, you look at how he's even lying there. <laughs> That's a sloth. <laughs> All right. So God says, do not be slothful. Hallelujah. Amen. When you come to Christ, you cannot afford to be slothful. Because when you are slothful, you may die of starvation. When you are slothful, all kinds of demons can be operating in your life. The reason is that the sloth becomes a place for all kinds of vermin. Let's read Hebrews chapter 6 verse 12. Says what? That you be not what? Slothful. It means that as a believer you can be slothful. But rather followers of those who through what faith and patience inherit the promises. Why is God talking about faith and patience? Because you will only make progress with God in working with him if you believe. And the second thing is that you only make progress in working with God if you understand that God always takes you through a process. And so to go through a process, you need patience. So that you allow the process to actually be completed. Are we understanding? The Bible says that that is how come you inherit the promises. So the, can we have the diagram again? I want to finish quickly so that we don't run over time. The diagram, the life cycle. Hallelujah. So Amen. it means that if you are slothful after you are born again, then you won't progress as you should. Hallelujah. Amen. And then it becomes a risk to you. It means that you could backslide. It means that demons could worry you unnecessarily. If you don't eat as you should, to increase your capacity, so you can stand firm and stand strong. Hallelujah. Amen. So the caterpillar eats and eats and eats and eats and it has an expectation that it will become a butterfly. Hallelujah. Amen. Let's look at First Corinthians chapter two. Corinthians four. Um, verse three. Let's read verses six and seven. It says, how be it we speak wisdom among them that are perfect or them that are mature. Yet not the wisdom of this world nor of the princes of this world that comes to, that come to naught or come to nothing. Verse 7, but we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery, even the hidden wisdom which God ordained before the world unto our glory. Hallelujah. Amen. 
So the Bible is saying that there is, a, there is glory you were designed to be glorious. Did you hear that? You were created to be glorious. So glory is to be revealed in your life. Hallelujah. Amen. And the glory of a butterfly is revealed when the full butterfly comes, emerges and begins to fly. That is the goal. So the caterpillar is 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 eating because it 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 must it must reveal its glory one day. But then along the way, as it's eating and eating and eating and eating and eating, the certain part of the process kicks in. Hallelujah. Amen. And that process begins, that part of the process is called the pupa stage. P-U-P-A. And in that stage, a covering grows around the whole insect. And for, we said it's about two weeks. For that period, it's almost like it's dead. Because you don't see, if you observed it, you wouldn't see anything happening. Hallelujah. Amen. Alright, if you observe on the outside, it's like nothing is happening. You may have seen one as a child and maybe even destroyed it because you didn't realize that something was living inside it. So in this stage, what happens is that the insects inside it, it's a, it liquefies. It's like it, it all melts up and then it reforms into the adult. Hallelujah. Amen. And that is, that is when after you have eaten and eaten and eaten, then God begins to work on your heart. Hallelujah. And he begins to melt some things inside you. Because those things don't look like a butterfly. Are you, are you following? Because he wants to form something that is glorious. And it will look in your life like nothing is happening. Praise the Lord. Are you following? Most of us and all of us have got to a stage in our work with God where it looks like there's no progress. Nothing is happening. Your prayer is being answered. It's not being answered. You fasted, nothing happened. You gave offering, nothing happened. Hallelujah. Amen. 
But at that point, a lot is happening. It's just that it is happening inside. Hallelujah. It's happening inside because a butterfly must emerge. So that the glory that is appointed will be revealed. Hallelujah. Amen. So, so for example, you 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 will experience this that you you give you pay your tithe and you quote the scripture give and it shall be given unto you good measure pressed down shaken together running over shall men give into your bosom but nobody gave anything to you uh, who has experienced that before? Why? Me, I've experienced that before. Hallelujah. Amen. <laughs> you give ah, then nothing. Hey. Are you afraid to come and ask Pastor? Pastor, this verse you have been quoting, are you sure? <laughs> <laughs> it's working. <laughs> Even today, as Pastor said, we are going to raise funds. You have remembered that. Mm. <laughs> How many of us can relate to that? That the sheep that went to pasture to feed, they have not returned yet. And now you say we should send the goat. It's even the cow. This one is the cow. This one is not sheep. He said we should send the cows. The same pasture that has seems to have devoured. Your sheep, that the sheep have not come home. You say we should send the cows there. Hallelujah. So, First Corinthians 2 says, it is the wisdom of God in a mystery. Hallelujah. A mystery because you don't understand it. A mystery because there are hidden things. But the goal is that God has appointed glory for you. Hallelujah. God has appointed glory for you. You see, if at any point in these stages, the, the incest decides that this thing will not work, it will never become a butterfly. Let's go back to Hebrews chapter 6. Hallelujah. Hebrews chapter 6. Verse uh, 10. What does it say? It says, For God is not unrighteous. To forget your work and labor of love. Hallelujah. God is not what? Unrighteous to forget your work and labor of love. Hallelujah. So when it seems like nothing is happening, it is not because God has forgotten you. Hallelujah. Amen. Because in that space, it looks like you have been abandoned. It's as if you are alone. And it, it seems as if 
this whole thing was it worth it praise the lord hallelujah let's read galatians chapter 6 verse 9 it says and let us not be weary in well doing for in due season we shall reap if we faint not hallelujah amen or if we do not lose hearts hallelujah amen let us not be what let us not get tired in doing the good things that God says we should do. I think may back or something like that is. Hallelujah. Amen. He says, For in due season we shall reap. Why? Because there is a time for the egg to change to a caterpillar. For the caterpillar to change to a pupa. And the time for a pupa to become a full butterfly. Hallelujah. Amen. So there is a due season when the glory of the butterfly will emerge. And if you want to walk with God and you don't understand that he's a God of process, you will find it very difficult to walk with him. Hallelujah. Amen. So, you believe God's word. You acted on it. But you haven't seen the results you thought you would see. And so you are tempted to give up. Hallelujah. Amen. But the Bible says that there is a metamorphosis taking place. You see, in the book of Romans chapter 1, the Bible tells us that God has created things in nature to teach us about him. So, don't be surprised that we are using the growth of an insect to explain spiritual principles. And so, the Bible says that in Romans chapter 12, verse 2, that a metamorphosis will take place in you if you allow your mind to change. Why does it depend on your mind? Because if you don't agree with what God is saying to you, you will not go along with him. Hallelujah. Amen. If you don't agree with what God tells you, you will not take the steps you must take. And so the Bible says that this metamorphosis, if you go through it and eventually come out as a butterfly, you must give your mind to what God tells you. And that giving of your mind to what God tells you is what the Bible says is because you are, you are you are receiving a new way of thinking. You are receiving God's way of thinking. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So you have given and given and given. You thought by now you'll be very rich. You have 
ten houses, five cars, and your children will be going to school in America. But nobody has heard of you. Because you are a pupa. Hallelujah. God has hidden you in a cocoon. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. And there are some insects that actually the pupa stage. Can take a very long time. Because they wait for a particular temperature or environmental condition. So actually, some of them, although the pupa is supposed to take just two weeks, some of them can be in the pupa for years. Because it's waiting for a particular thing to happen. Hallelujah. Amen. So maybe you, you have been there for some years. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And you have been wondering what at all is going on. So you have increased your fasting. But all that it seemed to produce was that you had to buy new clothes because your clothes didn't fit you anymore. It's like you are not seeing anything. But God is at work. Hallelujah. Amen. God is at work. You see, as Christians, we need to understand that God's process of making you wealthy it does not happen overnight. Because when God makes you wealthy, what he's doing is he's entrusting to you the resources of his kingdom. And he must make sure that you can manage them well. So he takes you through a process to prepare you. Because when what he gives to you is not about you. It's not because you have been a good person. It's not not for you to spend on yourself and your family alone. But because there's a bigger purpose. There's a greater agenda. There's a mission to be accomplished. A mission to be accomplished. There's something that must be done for the kingdom. And so he needs somebody who will understand that there is a kingdom mission that must take place. But a typical Christian is just concerned about himself. And about his breakthrough. Hallelujah. Amen. So before God will release his wealth to you. He will take you through a metamorphosis. Hallelujah. Amen. So the reason we give to God is not to get rich quickly. The reason we give to God is because it is part of the process of change that must take place in us so that money stops being our idol and our God and money loses its power to influence us 
So that no matter how much money God gives us, it will not now change our behavior or cause us to make choices that go against God's will. When you sacrifice for God, the greatest thing that is happening is something is changing inside you. Money has lost its grip on you further. As you continue to do that, you will come to a point where money no longer has power over you. And that is what you must seek for. Because when money has power over you, Jesus said you cannot serve God and money. For the glory of God to be revealed in you, money cannot be a master that commands you. And therefore, it is in your interest to give and to make sacrifices for God because of what it changes in you. It's like obedience. Every time you obey God, something changes in you. And every time you disobey God, something of disobedience gets tightened. I say, Hallelujah. Amen. So every time you disobey God, it makes it more likely that next time to you disobey Him. And every time you obey God, it makes it easier for you to obey Him the next time. And one of the one of the places where we really need to learn obedience when it comes to our wallet. Because money makes us happy. Hallelujah. Amen. Is it not true? Is it not true? Why are you behaving as if when you when you get money, you are not happy? Eh? Eh, look, at, look at how nicely you are dressed. Eh? Doesn't money make you happy? <laughs> That must change to the point where Jesus makes you happy. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. That must change. So God is at work in you because glory must emerge. Glory must emerge. Glory must emerge. So, give your mind to what God is doing inside you. So that he will, he will be able to finish it. Hallelujah. Amen. Because you, are, you must not die as a pupa. You must not die as a caterpillar. You must become a butterfly. We must see your beauty. We must see your glory. You must fly high. You must go places. That is what God is doing. 
is at work in you. The Bible says, both to will and to do of his good pleasure. Like every good father, God is pleased and happy to see that you have become who you are supposed to be. And so it is his great pleasure to work in you to produce who you must become. Hallelujah. Amen. So maybe the Lord has said that you or appointed that you must be a business tycoon. You must not be a business tycoon if you're a man who I recently heard of a very rich man living in this country who was boasting about how he goes for young ladies from Legon. And they come and model in his apartment. And he picks the ones that he likes. And he sends the rest back. And he has his way with them. And he was boasting about this. About how he, he does it with a certain high government official whose office I can't mention. May you not be like that when you get money. May you be somebody who becomes has a kingdom focus. Kingdom agenda. Kingdom agenda. Focus on the mission. That you see that this money has not come because of me. It has come because there's work to be done and that work must be accomplished and God has granted me the privilege of being a part of what he's doing and I must live out this privilege with everything I have so please join me on your feet and let's talk to the Lord and Father, help me to remain in your process. Help me to remain in your process. When it seems like nothing is happening, may I not abort the process. May I not jump out. May I not run away. May I not go back. May I not go back. May I not go back. And may I cooperate with you, O God. Help me to cooperate with you. To cooperate with you fully, O God. In every area of my life, where you put your finger, that this must change. May I give my mind to you, Lord. Help me, Father. Help me, Father. I am understanding your process now. Because so I want to go through the full process. I want to go through the full process, Lord. Let your full process be accomplished in me. Let your full process be accomplished in me. I give myself over to your process. Let your will be done, O God. Your desire should be accomplished in my life. So that your glory can be revealed. For, for this life is not my own. 
It belongs to you. It belongs to you. So let your will be done in me, O God. And let that which pleases you be accomplished. In me and through my life. Let your will be done. Let your will be done. Let your desire be fulfilled, O God. Let your desire be fulfilled, O God. Let your desire be fulfilled, O God. Let your desire be fulfilled in me. Fulfill in me your desire, O God. That pleases you. That do in me. And be glorified, O God. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen.